Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 281. Today is February 17th, 2019. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, in today's episode, I want to do a market review. We're going to talk a little bit about where the markets are, where I think they're likely headed. But even more importantly than that, what I'd like to weave into today's discussion is some comments that were recently made by the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. And the analysis, the coverage I'm going to give you on the IMF comments are relevant not only to what they've recently put out, but just to use as a historical perspective. This is a continuing message that I try and provide about encouraging people to ignore the headlines and to consider much of what you hear in the media is nothing more than noise or static. So let's just start off with what the IMF is saying. Just this past week, Christine Lagarde, she's the president of the International Monetary Fund. She's come out with a warning and the media, you know, they have their panties all in a wad about how there's a global economic storm brewing and there's a problem with growth and the IMF is cutting their predictions on growth for this year and next year. And then in addition to that, the IMF is going to use this bad news as a springboard to promote their particular agenda and use their economic forecasting as a manipulative tool to hypnotize you and control your mind and your behavior so you bend to their will and their agenda. Uh, That's a little bit hyperbole there, but not far off from the truth. But here's the bottom line. The IMF has their little laundry list of why the economy is falling apart, how people haven't listened to their wise judgments, and how their little agenda of globalization is being threatened And therefore, we're headed in a global recession, and they're cutting their forecast of growth from 3.7 down to 3.5. And that two-tenths of one percent is going to wreak all types of mayhem on the economy. And then that's used by the promoters of fear to tell you why you should get out of the stock market. Well, I'm going to tell you exactly the opposite. Actually, I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't care what you do. I'm going to tell you what I do. I'm not seeing this as a warning sign. I see this as nothing more than noise and static and a continuation of the International Monetary Fund nonstop babble that's totally meaningless to anybody that's trading in the stock market. You can almost guarantee that the IMF's conversation will have little impact on the future of the stock market. But what you can always guarantee is that it is going to promote their particular agenda. And I'm not trying to create an argument about whether their agenda is good or bad. My focus is on building my personal wealth. One of the ways I do that is by making trades in the stock market. And what I've found over the last 30 plus years is that a good way to not get hoodwinked or distracted from what's really happening in the economy is to not pay any attention to what the elites are saying. So rather than focusing on what the latest pundit has said or what some billionaire is talking about, focus on the real markets. And before we get to the real markets, let's go back and just quickly deconstruct this IMF warning to show you what a bunch of nonsense it is and why it's a total waste of time to use their forecasts and their prognostications as any type of an economic indicator other than as a contrarian indicator. So real quick, what did Christine Lagarde just say? She said that they're going to revise their forecast down 20 basis points. 
They're saying that looking forward, the economy isn't going to grow at 3.7%. It's only going to grow at 3.5%. And this is the global economy we're talking about. And then they're going to tell you about all the gloom and doom associated with that and how their policies need to be implemented to get growth to higher levels. Now, why do I think that that's all BS? Well, because when I compare that statement to statements that they've made in the past, they're using nearly the exact same data to draw totally opposite conclusions to what they've done just a few years ago. Let me give you an example. Coming out of the Great Recession of 2008-2009, we were constantly hearing from central banks all around the world, and particularly from one of the central bank's major mouthpieces, the IMF, we were hearing about how all the actions of the central banks were addressing the financial crisis, and that any day now, the global economy was going to hit escape velocity We were going to break out of the doldrums that we were in, and we would be seeing global growth get back up to the levels that it had previously been at. And they had numbers all over the map, but generally they were over 4% global growth, in some cases as high as 5 or 6%. Well, as we got further and further from the financial crisis, and as central bank stimulus and quantitative easing and the different measures that were used to spur growth, as those attempts failed at really igniting inflation, the global bankers like the IMF started to change. And they started to use a phrase called the new normal. Christine Lagarde, the current president of the IMF, she was a president of the IMF back then. She piggybacked on that phrase, the new normal, and she called it a new mediocre era for the global economy that global economy was going to be capped somewhere in that 3% range and the glory days of above 4% growth, and we weren't going to see that kind of growth anytime soon. But that was okay, because the central banks and the globalists and the multinationals and all the governments were doing their part, and we were simply going to have a sustainable new norm mediocrity. And specifically, at the end of 2014... Christine Lagarde and her International Monetary Fund, they came out and said that they were slashing their growth projections, that the likelihood of seeing something in the high threes or maybe even 4% growth for the coming year into 2015 and 2016, even though all the central banks were flooding the global economy with tons of liquidity, that the evil forces of deflation were still in place And despite their previous year's forecast of higher growth, that likely the mediocrity was going to continue, and they were revising their growth numbers for 2015 down to 3.4% for global growth. But hey, that was okay. Everything was going their way. Everybody was on board with their global policies, and things were going to work out. And eventually, we would hit escape velocity and hit a sustainable growth period. But for now, we were stuck at the new norm, at the new mediocrity of 3.4% growth. Well, did you hear that number? 3.4% growth. It was well below what they were projecting because in some cases they were projecting growth for 2015 at or above 4%. So 3.4% growth meant that they were revising their numbers down by at least 60 basis points. But that was okay, right? The world was just fine. Well, how does that compare with what they just said last week? They've only revised their growth numbers down 20 basis points. And even with that, they're still talking about a 3.5% growth rate, which is a a higher number than 3.4. And yet they're warning about storm clouds in the economy and the major threat of recessions 
simply because they don't like what's going on in some political and corporate areas of the economy because it doesn't conform with their agenda. Now, again, I'm going to back up here and say and really emphasize that I'm not arguing on a value judgment one way or the other. I'm not saying that I agree or disagree with the goals and objectives of the IMF. I'm simply making the point of why I ignore what these types of organizations say because they will take the existing data, regardless of what the data is, and they'll fit it to promote their agenda. And they'll use something like 3.4 or 3.5% growth, and they'll create buzzwords that they want the media to go out and to promote their narrative with. And then that's all you'll hear in the news. Think back to the end of 2017. The big buzzword out of the World Bank and Davos and the International Monetary Fund and all these organizations, it was all about global synchronized growth. That's their exact phrase, global synchronized growth. Every media outlet on the face of the planet, whether it was from the communist Chinese to the Trump administration, were all using the same phrase. Well, we were barely into 2018 when that whole thesis fell apart, but they kept hammering that drum for a few months longer until it became evident that they were totally wrong. And just as they were wrong in 2018, I suspect what they're saying now about storm clouds will prove to be just as wrong in 2019. So how do you take all this conflicting information? You take it with a grain of salt. And like I said, if anything, you use it as a contrarian indicator. Look, the S&P 500 right now is at about fair value. Given the run-up that we have, it's a little bit above fair value. But that doesn't mean it's going to come crashing down. The sheer definition of fair value means that the price is going to oscillate and vary up as well as down around that particular value. And so if I had to make a forecast, I would say that from a probabilistic standpoint, it's highly likely that the S&P 500 is going to trade in a range and it's likely to go up 5% from where we are right now. And it's just as likely to go down 5% from where we are right now. And that's just looking at it from a U.S. perspective. If you look at it globally, markets outside the U.S., and in particular emerging markets, despite the negativity coming out of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, I think emerging markets have an upside well beyond 5%. In fact, just to get up to a regression of the mean trade, you're looking at an upside of 10% in emerging markets. The thing to remember about emerging markets is that they're volatile. And you don't put all your eggs in one basket. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest in them overall if you believe that the global economy is going to grow. Emerging markets are dirt cheap. It's because of the fear about tariffs and trade wars and things that are likely to not materialize. In fact, with the right amount of enthusiasm and throw in a little bit of irrational exuberance, and I see no reason why emerging markets couldn't go up 15 to 30% from where they are right now. And so I remain very bullish on emerging markets and foreign markets in general. And over the near term, I see very little evidence of a U.S. or a global recession. And I certainly don't see an economic collapse anytime soon. Now, that can all change. We never know what kind of nonsense on a daily basis is going to come out of Washington, D.C. or out of the Middle East or Beijing or Brussels or wherever. But in general, the economy continues to chug along and when you combine that with all the negativity and all the money that's sitting on the sidelines, 
That leads me to the contrarian position that this market still has further room to run. 